everybody, this is Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister. Yeah, you know me. And you're listening to Tom and Zeus on Shout It Out Loud cast. Oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. Stop pressing the button. Star Simmons. Star? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. But it grabbed me a nice cold mellow gown. Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Six one seven five two five zero. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like this? Settle down. Hello, hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode two forty two. Busted open with Bully Ray and Dave Lagraca. Ooh, yeah. What? Oh, what a fucking, what a bunch of loudmouths on this episode. So we hit two of the three most toxic subject matters. Yep. Star Wars. Actually, I think we did discuss Star Wars for a little bit. We did. Uh, wrestling and kiss. That's right. Yeah. Great episode. Those guys are amazing. Such a fucking blast to shoot the shit with them. Completely just loose and loud and you got jersey new york boston all together great fucking time can't wait for you guys to hear this oh yeah we'll get into details about it as yep. we go on but we we always do is we go backwards last week we talked about ace fraley and uh they did a biography on me we're talking about my favorite snacks like cashews mellow yellows Plant this peanuts. I like the mixed nuts in a little can. You kind of peel off that foil. I don't like red pistachio nuts that get in my fingers and then I get them on my Les Paul. (laughs) Anyway, um, we talked about Ace. We did a a little biography on him. We do those Kiss member things. But the elephant in the room was we ended up going on a little bit of a rant. Oh, shit. Halfway through the week, like as we always do feedback and we're looking to see to comment, Tom's like, dude, I don't think we got any feedback on the actual episode. It's all about our rant. Exactly. Which was great. And no, we're not telling you who we're bitching about. So you guys can speculate all you want. And that's your right to do that. All right. I Can I give him this little hint? You can give him whatever you want, brother. Handsome couple of the year nominee, Allie Faulkner. And her husband, Tally, was correct. You just got to find her. Everything she does is good. Yeah. You just got to find her post. But she's correct. And just to top it off, this week, I'm at my uh, kids' field hockey game. So Tom texts me, goes, hey, we just got tagged in something. Did you see this? I'm like, what? That fucking miserable old metal guy, whatever his fucking name is. Apparently, uh, that same... uh, uh, um, Twitter account literally put up what Tom put up in our Patreon poll. He always asks our Patreon members, join our Patreon family. Which uh, photo do you want to use for for Flashback Friday? Yep. 
and he put up the poster for her unmasked or the poster for Dynasty. Yeah. And then he made the flashback Friday, the poster from Dynasty. Yep. And then this, uh, and then this, this other account apparently said, which poster do you like better? Dynasty or unmasked? I'm like, wait, like, what? So, dude, so, but the, they are fucking trolling us now. Dude, but the funny thing about this though is that metal old guy, whatever is it, clearly this is what we, this is after, after me and you couldn't believe what we saw. We're like, wait a minute, this fucking guy, and we got to find out who it is. And maybe he doesn't want to say. He's clearly a patron because he he saw the the Patreon poll, so he's a patron. So whoever runs that website, I mean that Twitter account or Kiss account, you're right. saying is a Patreon member? No, no, no. I'm saying the metal old guy because he put up the the the, the side oh. to side screenshots. Yes, that's true. So he needs to let us know who so he, he is. So he needs to come forward and be like, yeah, that was because his because. Our, all of our Patreon members, we have their proper, their real names, obviously, when they sign up. We don't have a Patreon named Metal Old Guy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that puts up fucking shit all the time, <laughs> yeah. bitching about yeah, things. This is fucking awesome. Uh, it's just, I'm. Not, we're not going to go off on a rant again, but it's just, it just continued. It's, it got worse this week. Yeah, it got, it's funny. It's funny. Dude, I, I just put up something because somebody put up uh, that it was uh, the anniversary of, of um, Blizzard of Oz. And yeah. I, I said it when we reviewed the album on ARC. I said that Blizzard of Oz to me is my favorite and I think the best guitar album of all time. Yep. So I, I just put, I retweeted that uh, that post. I think Todd Kearns, the amazing Todd Kearns put up a post. Yes. It was the anniversary. So I just put up and I put it Z so you don't get the fucking flack. Oh, Next yeah. thing you know, everyone's like, Van Halen's the greatest guitarist of all time on separate posts. On separate posts, not even commenting on your post. Yeah, I'm so, just like, it's funny. It's funny, man. Anyway, funny. let's get to the feedback. So our poll was favorite Ace song. And the options were Shock Me, 2000 Man, Rocket Ride, and Rip It Out. Care to take a guess on what who won? Oh, sh- this one's called Shock Me. Shock Me came in at 35%. Rip It Out at 28. I was surprised Rocket Ride came in third, but it was close. Rocket Ride comes in third at 26. 2000 Man comes in at the end there with uh, 11%. Amy J. Very hard to choose, but I went with Rocket Ride because it kicks. Ace is such a treasure. Glad you didn't beat him up too much. (laughs) Amy J. Is that the hot chick that used to be a Power Ranger? I don't know, but she has a picture of some handsome guy in a I don't know, it looks like one of the guys from fucking Nelson as her avatar. Amy oh, J, no. tell, Amy J, tell us who your friggin' Twitter avatar is. All right, it might be a third couple in the running, then Tom. Okay, it's handsome couple awards. Okay, okay. Uh, B Cruzel, I like them all, but I must request Zeus to cover each in order to vote. Apparently, <laughs> shock me. <laughs> Make me feel better. Oh, God. Have you heard? Wait a minute. Have you guys heard the rock ride version that goes oh. out every time he plays it live? Somebody. Can you, can, can you give, a, give us a tidbit? Can you tell? How does that go? She wants a rock and ride. <laughs> it sounds like Bob Kraft in his red balloon. She wants a rock and ride in a red balloon. <laughs> 
Tonight, uh, I don't, we are all patriots. Damian Scully says this is the toughest poll so far. A Twitter handle that goes by the name of Lincoln Riley's Visor, which a, must have something to do with college football. I don't know who the fuck Lincoln Riley is, whatever. <laughs> he says, uh, shock me is casual ace cult. 2000 man is deep. Ace cult. Now there's like Patreon tiers for the Ace cult. <laughs> if you yeah. want to join, if you guys want to join the Strange Ways tier, two thousand. <laughs> All right, let's see about the episode proper. Um, my buddy Brad Baird, Kiss Tards are real. Ace cult is real. S I O L is the real deal. I like that. It's like a. It's like a fucking. Wrestler, speaking of wrestlers, King Kusano, yeah, boom cult. <laughs> That's right. Sonic boom cult. Oh, and our good buddy Tom Dust, who does our intro music. Tom, we love you, buddy. He says, welcome new listeners. And it's a gif of the Tom and Jerry cartoon with Tom spanking a little kitten on the rear end. That's us. Uh, John Schaefer, Zeus, you're going to produce a popped polyp rants like that. Elvis Lee Lewis. The rant was epic. I don't even care who y'all are talking about. I wish someone would roast me like that. And of course, the ace stuff was long overdue. We all make fun of him, but I would trade place with him in a second. People make fun of me, and I'm not nearly that cool. Okay, that's all right. Oh, oh man. Okay, this is bad. BR posts a picture of Ace and his girlfriend, Lara. And the caption says, 17 years of sobriety. Oh, yeah. And Ace is in this picture, too. (laughs) All right. We'll end Twitter with that. All right. The Book of Face. I'm going to read some comments and try to get through this right now. Ronnie Bachowski. Love the bio on Ace. It was nice to be reminded how prolific and legendary he was at one time. That being said, it's also pretty fucking sad to see what he's devolved into as of late sober is questionable dementia is likely jesus (laughs) christ brutal lately he looked like he was created by jim henson (laughs) and his handlers have their hands up his ass pipe pulling the strings especially that new broad she's my new bride uh, (laughs) that new broad he's with sure she's a hot slice of fuck berry pie (laughs) But her main oh. function seems to be getting Peepaw Ace back to the home after the shows so that he can eat his pudding and watch reruns of Matlock and Barney Miller. Ace may have Alzheimer's, but at least he doesn't have Alzheimer's. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good. Uh, a couple oh. people were giving me shit for making shock me an honorable mention. I'm just not a big fan of the song, guys. That's all. That's all right. And he's got a lot of legendary solos, so I picked a lot of those just to make yep. the thing a little different. Graham Richley, so good to hear the love for Ace from you guys and a very fair picture painted. You can love Ace and Tommy from Zoo should be quote of the week. Just so sad where Ace is now. I wish he would stop touring. Just give us new music as this creative outlet. You're not alone on that theory, buddy. A lot of people Tom commenting on the... uh 
rant, Mark Russ says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said it's a big account copying them. He's trying to figure it out. Jason Funk says, Dan Festivus came early. Yeah, um, that was good. Yeah. Uh, John Cosa says, just want to say, Tom and Zeus, there's a reason why you're number one. Keep up the fantastic original work you produce every week. Love you guys. Awesome. Love that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Brian Krizel. To hell with anyone who says an unkind word about Tom and Zeus or anyone associated with the Shout Out Loud cast. Yeah. Yeah. Like we got like goons after him. Thank you. Yes. Not that you're a not that you're a goon, Brian. You know what I mean? David, Daniel Haller Houston. I've had COVID this week. Finally, I'm better enough to run this morning and listen to feedback. The next episode should be just Zeus telling everybody to fuck off for 50 minutes. You copying bag of dicks. That's coming soon. Our Festivus episode will be in a few months, so there's more. You copying bag of dicks. <laughs> Sean DeHaan, I hope you're doing well, Sean. Yeah, Sean, brother. Oh, yeah, and well wishes to David Haller Houston as well. Yes. But Sean says, uh, way to channel your inner D. Snyder. Intro and feedback are starting to become my favorite part of each episode. I'm telling you, we got so many comments about, like, just do feedback and just fucking shit on yeah. everything. And yell for- yeah. Hey, maybe we'll do like fucking bonus episodes. <laughs> Paul Hader. Yeah, Paul. Life. It can be like crawling through a mile of broken glass on hot asphalt, just inching along, praying for that one thing that appears out of nowhere, a smile, a pat on the back, an encouraging word from trusted friends, or get over yourselves, you fucking babies, <laughs> pussies, losers, fucking whiners, kiss tards, and copiers. The bunch of you, go fuck yourselves. That's right. Anyone got a bag of dicks? Hairy ones. A lot of pubes. I'm going to roll over on my back. Just stuff them down my throat. God <laughs> bless you. <ya. laughs> Apparently, he liked that rant. It was a good one. Joe Decker actually talks about the episode, Tom. In my 10 ace moments, I definitely include the solo for Got to Choose off of a live. Super simple, but I feel it's one of Ace's most melodic solos and totally serves the song. Justin Steele liked Blow Buddy. Oh, God. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, apparently, uh, I saw her. I think it was on Twitter, an exchanger. I think our, our friend Adam Stevenson was like, I think he, somebody said to him, I think Zeus called you a Tom's Blow Buddy. And he's like, yeah. And someone goes, do you think that was a compliment? He goes, I don't think so. I like, I love Adam and his show. Good guys. Adam, you should know by now. I said it even back then. It's all good, man. I love you and your show. But uh, <clears throat> you love Tom. That's right. Well, because because I'm the metal guy. You're not, you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah, the blow buddy. Yeah. And, well, maybe maybe someday you'll come across, a, you know, an eagle. I don't have buddy. any blow buddies. Yeah, you do. Yeah his, yeah, his name is Murph when you're talking about the eagles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Murph's my blow buddy. All right. Uh, over on Instagram, Junior Vintage, it with eighth, cracks me up all the time. Another gem for Mr. Stanley was getting ready to cause the roller coaster ride is about to begin. In my opinion, Rocket Ride is one of Ace and Kiss's best songs ever. Oh, and that is from Mr. Antonio 2005. Nice. Dude, I can't keep up with all his different fucking names. <laughs> That's so, true. Uh, over on our YouTube channel. Oh. Our buddy Glam Rock Bandit. Yet another episode where I immediately knew Endless Entertainment was approaching. I feel I've come full circle with you guys as my introduction to you guys was actually the Ace Fraley, Ace Fraley 
and Paul Stanley fiasco with Eddie Trunk. Oh, yeah. Deuces ran in the beginning and had me rolling. Go fuck yourselves. I'm done is all too relatable. Definitely agree with the sentiment that people take shit too seriously. Aren't we here to have a lighthearted time? Um, she goes on to talk more about stuff. Uh, uh, she's one of my favorites these days. I just can't. We have. We just got to get on to the episode. But Glam Rock Bandit always has great points. You can read about yep. it on our yep. YouTube uh, episode page. Yep. Well, thank you again. Johnny, be good. I literally spit my beer out of my nose when you mentioned Britney Spears is shitting her pants. I will not tolerate this anymore. <laughs> Stop love, it. Love your show, guys. Don't change anything. We want the off-topic Tom foolery. I, Tom, that's three weeks in a row we've talked about Britney. And her do to, I don't talk about Julie Newmar having the runs. And her so come on. <laughs> And her skid mock filled thongs. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just not right. It's not what did I do to deserve this? Says, Tom, right. come here. Can you help me take these off me? I would. Oh, I would help it. I would fucking take them off with my teeth. I wouldn't even care. Big fucking Lincoln log falls oh, right off. I would I would fucking build a castle with it. I wouldn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Brink. <laughs> um, Chris Flood, 9205. You guys are the Abbott and Costello of Kiss Podcasts. Oh, I lo- I'll take that as a big fucking compliment. I love That's Abbott why and you're number one of these podcasts with four and five ham and eggers just slow things down. First of all, can we talk about can we talk about hockey convert talk from the just, 70s? I was just going to say, can we talk about how great the term is? Ham and Eggers is that's something you don't hear anymore. I remember when they would on sports radio when the Bruins traded uh, traded Joe Thornton. They're like they got a bag of pucks and a couple of ham and eggers for Joe Thornton. They're like ham and eggers. That's he's got to be a hockey fan with a. I'm like wow, that is a fucking old time hockey talk. Oh my god. Pete Gibbons says, what podcast is poaching your ideas? I only listen to Shout It Out Loudcast. Smart man. There you go. Good man. And uh, a guy named What About Rob, who is uh, probably the guy on our fucking thing, taking all our shit. That Zeus guy is a dork. (laughs) I'm just laughing because he chose to use the word dork. Oh God! Yet yeah, he listens, and that's okay. What about Rob? We've seen you comment many times. That's and all it's right. Okay, you want to call me a dork? You're a fucking dick fuck. So what do I give a shit what you are? Dick fuck. I just I like the cut and paste curse words. Tom, that's what I got. Over to you. All right, let's bang through a couple emails here. We got a good one here from Daniel Davis. Listen to this one here, Zeus. Hey guys. Hey guys. I'm starting my own KISS podcast, and I hope that you will talk me up. It's going to be called Yell It Out Loudcast. <laughs> and I'm going to be doing an, and I'm going to be doing album reviews, drafts, and interviews. I'm also going to throw in Seinfeld and Jerky Boy references. I'm working on a logo that I can put on T-shirts, and I'm looking at maybe having four different tiers on my Patreon. To top it off, I have worked up impressions of all the members to sprinkle in. What do you think? Do I have your support? I uh, love it. There's already about four podcasts like that already. Good. Oh, and Zeus, here we go. A fellow fellow Grecian right here. Oh, no. 
Thanis. Oh, Acritidis. Thanis. Thanis. Tom and Zeus totally agree with your rundown of Ace on the last episode. It's a real pity that he has totally fried himself. He's only a shadow of what he once was. The Love Gun lead is definitely one of my favorites, along with continual lead playing in 100,000 years, not to mention monster lead break in strange ways. On another note, your breakdown on Sonic Boom was great. I'd say it was a solid return with the standout track being Modern Day Delilah. Pity they didn't play that anymore. It's a classic in my mind. Hope to meet you guys in New York the last two shows. I'll be flying from down under. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work and fun banter. Hey, Zeus, tee up a nice Greek tavern in New York or Queens. My shout. Oh, hell yeah, dude. We're going to be there. Fattists. So we will definitely be there. Anybody that wants to let us know, we'll put a little fucking thing together. Yeah, we will. Running track of who's going to be there. And then maybe we'll set up a time. We'll talk to everybody yeah. where we can be and where we can meet everybody to hang out. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. As the time gets closer, we're definitely going to try to arrange something like an, in an informal, but organized shout it out loud cast get together. So we'll, we'll, there'll, there'll be more of that as we get, as we approach. So yeah, the, the shout out loud fest that's going to maybe come in 2024. This is a preview. This exactly. Well, I like that shout it out loud fest. Okay. All right, this comes from Music Vampire. Cold Gin should have been Ace's first lead vocal before Shock Me. The lyric suits him perfectly. It doesn't suit Gene lyrically or character-wise at all. But we all know Ace didn't have the confidence to sing. Would be interesting in history if Ace had originally sung that in the beginning, and if it would still be in the set list today if he had. What's pretty cool, though, is that when Ace rejoined the band in 96, he would join Gene on vocals when Cold Gin was performed live. Also, After hearing the feedback on last week's episode, I had to write in and say this, and I am not even joking. Dangerous is my favorite (laughs) song on Sonic Boom. I love it. I love the intro, the music, the lyrics. Yes, they're cheesy, but 90% of Kiss songs have cheesy lyrics. The song kicks ass. I stand with Dangerous. Hashtag Dangerous Cult. Oh, boy. Finish up emails with this one from Tyler Smith. The subject. Escape from the Island. I was really intrigued by your choices for top ace performances. The great thing about your rankings is it always makes me go back and listen to things I hadn't considered. The bad thing about lists and rankings is it makes people do what I'm about to do. I can't believe the outro guitar solo of Black Diamond didn't make the cut, especially the Alive version. I cannot hear that song without seeing him on his knees and ripping while being beaten by Paul and Gene with their guitars. That is one of the most kiss things about kiss. And a tremendous metaphor for Ace's relationship with those two. What about Escape from the Island? The horn, the main riff, the solo after the Bo Diddley drum breakdown. God damn. Escape from the Island is the most killer track on The Elder, which is like being the world's tallest midget. Although there is no official video for the track, I wish with all my heart that it would be this. And then he sends us a funny YouTube link. Thanks for all the work you both do to make each episode. It's clearly a labor of love, and I appreciate it. Even if you don't give any love to escape from the island. P.S. Badlands rules. Okay, first of all, Badlands absolutely rules. Second of all, I love escape from the island. Zeus hates instrumentals. Yes. But I don't hate that one. Um, I think I ranked it real low. Yeah. Uh, when we originally did our first, uh, one of our first episodes where we talked about worst kiss songs. Yep. I just don't like instrumentals. Most okay. of them I don't. All right. Well, that's our, those are our emails. So, and Tom, we're going to finish with this. On our Facebook page, Shane Loudon. Listen, guys, I'm listening to this gripe session. 
about other shows copying your format and concepts. I'm not going with the imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Nonsense. If that, you guys are number one because you're sincere. You're not trying to be someone else. The other shows want to get in Kiss's good graces. So they are acting just like them, chasing trends to try to remain hip and popular. People see through it. And in the end, their shows will suffer for it. Keep up the great work. Forget the haters you won. Oh, boy. And for that, Shane, you are comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> Shane, that's awesome, brother. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. Um, we like we always say we take pride in our show. We we work really hard at it, and we do that for you guys because you guys love it so much. And it's 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 a it's a back and forth. So we love you guys. So thank you. I want to add one little piece of uh, behind the scenes information, Tom, if I may, please. Michael from Three Sides reached out to you. Oh yeah. Do you want to explain the uh, conversation a little? It's funny. Yeah. So so we have a relationship with Mike. We talked to him privately, you know, kind of off the air. And we we had him on the show. He's been on before. And we extend the olive branch with those guys. We have a good time back and forth. He DM'd us and he was funny. He said, we should do a Kiss podcast therapy session episode. <laughs> um, it, it was funny. It was good natured. He, he got what we were talking about. And he had some, you know, I'm not going to in confidence kind of read what he wrote to me because it was private, but. Um, I thought it was good that he kind of reached out to us and we kind of had a nice back and forth. We weren't talking about three sides of the coin. We, we, we gave them huge kudos and, and those guys have been around forever. And again, we wouldn't have a relationship with Mike and we wouldn't have had him on our show if we didn't think that highly of them. So, you yeah. know, I know that they, they, they can be divisive just like we can be. And, and that's part of, uh, part of their success. So, yeah. So what the reason why I brought this up yeah, go ahead. is because a lot of people were, were mentioning them yep. and it wasn't them. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yep. The one thing I will give them credit, they run their podcast the way they want to. Yep. And, and, you know, sometimes they'll throw numbers now where they never used to do that a little. And that's, I think, you know, trying to let the younger uh, pups know that they feel like they're still the big dog around. Good for them. I don't mind that. I, that I'll tip my hat to you and, and that's fine. Yep. But they don't give a shit what we're fucking doing over here. They don't. Nope. They nope. don't follow us. They don't fucking rip our shit off. They don't do it. They run their show the way they want to. And they always they have, have. Yeah. They have yep. a huge following. They do a different type of show. And yep. sometimes I enjoy it. Other times I don't. Who gives a shit? I'm sure we're not their top, uh, cup of tea. So yep. it, it's okay. But we have, uh, it's, it, it's not them. They it's don't not do them. It. No. And, uh, you know, they may eat a couple meatball subs in the middle of their episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But other than that, you know, they're they're good enough guys. So yep. anyways, just wanted to move past that. Yep. And so what we do now, Tom, is we go over and thank our Patreon family. Uh, this week, we got a couple new Patreon members. All right. And we broke our record. We have the most members we've ever had. Yep. So that means you out there listening that's thinking about it, join in so that you can break that record. So this week, we'd like to thank Shane Steinford, who joined as a demon tier. All right. And Tyler Keeley, who joined as Spaceman. I don't know. I, I love seeing new members join, but I, I have this affection 
for when I see new members join our Patreon family. And I'm like, I don't recognize that name from all our interactions. Yeah. We were talking about this, about how sometimes we get so caught up in our social media interactions, which are fucking fantastic on Twitter and Facebook and our emails that we forget sometimes that there's a huge contingent of people out there that, that aren't on social media, that aren't active. And then when we see this on Patreon, it's like, it just, it's such a nice feeling to see like a name that we, that we don't know. It just, it's, it's really cool. And these are two names. So welcome. It's awesome. And and then they write to us and they'll say yep. like, oh, I love your show. We, uh, you know, I can't, I never want to miss it. I want to support you guys. Yep. The, be- the best thing is like a guy like Shane Steinford who just joined. He's a, he's from Boston. Yep. It's, awesome. it's like, what the fuck? I probably run into you so many times over the years. Yep. But he just joined. Tyler just joined. And I don't remember interacting with either of the two. Right. Anyway, Patreon is where you can go join in one of the four different tiers that we have. And you help the show. You contribute monetarily to us. And in turn, you get stuff from us, whether it be feedback, whether it be uh, petition participation in the show whether it be merch that you get from us uh video chats that we do with you guys and we got one coming up we'll be talking to all the demon tier guys out there everybody in the demon tier you'll be getting an email this week and uh we'll get that video chat done shortly so if you're thinking about switching or even moving up we've had a couple people move up into the demon tier recently so if that's something you can do, and then when you do move up, you do get one of the perks, which is one of our Shout It Out Loudcast t-shirts from our yep. Shout It Out Loudcast website, merch page. Anyway, join our Patreon. It's where people can come and help and support the show. If you like us, you like what we do, uh, the best way to support the show, and when people ask, hey, I, I want to see you guys continue, do this, and grow, and get incredible guests, like the guests we're going to have on in a minute uh, from busted open. It's because of things like Patreon. So please go out, support us, go to Patreon, the app, go to patreon.com, but better yet, go to our website on the, go to him, (laughs) go to him. Somebody found the video and they posted, posted that on YouTube. <laughs> and posted, posted like a loud still down. photo of the little drone. And I watched it. No, 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 no. But then somebody underneath it, Tom. Posted the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I fucking watched it. <laughs> I wanted to hear what else that guy says in the, in the thing. <laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry. I, I waited for the part that goes, go to him. <laughs> I have nothing to give. Go. <laughs> Look upon. Anyway. Uh. Go to our website. You'll see the Patreon link. Click on that. You will go right to our Patreon page. Find a tier that you want to uh, join and help the show. We thank you. We try not to bombard you guys with on social media with Patreon ads. We don't. No. We might do that maybe once or twice a year. Say, hey, join our Patreon. We don't put that out there. The way we put it out there is to our listeners. That's right. Right. So if you are a listener and you're thinking about helping out the show, please go to our Patreon and support the show. Big shout out to our newest Patreons, uh, Shane and Tyler. Thank you, guys. Yeah, guys, thank you so much to everybody in the Patreon family, especially big shout out to the new guys, Shane and Tyler. Welcome to the party. 
Uh, and like Zeus said, if you're interested, please check us out. Go to patreon.com. Click on the Patreon link on our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. Uh, lots of fun perks. Again, demon tier, T-shirts, video chats, different tiers. You get to vote in our Flashback Friday post. You get sneak peeks on Thursdays about what the episode's going to be on Saturday. Uh, you get to participate in our album review crew rotation. Submit a pick for that, uh, which is going to be coming up you know, a couple months. So please check us out. And again, another huge shout out to Tyler and Shane. Thank you guys so much. Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World. What's going on? Okay. Well, we're recording this section on Wednesday, September 20th. And just recently before we started record, a little uh, news broke about Kiss getting involved with a website called CharityBuzz.com. And they're going to be doing a thing where you can fly with Kiss on their private jet and enjoy two VIP tickets to a concert on the end of the road tour. And it supports a charity. It says the, the little, the little right up here is keep your tray tables in the upright position and your seatbelt securely fastened because you and a guest are about to take a once in a lifetime rocket ride. Oh yeah, Ooh. exactly. Aboard the kiss jet to a destination on the end of the road tour, the winner and their guest will be personally hosted by Kiss's legendary manager, Doc McGee, and be treated to endless stories of your favorite bands of all time. Pretty cool. It doesn't say anything about picking up your Dubai shit, so I don't know if that's part of this. <laughs> but, um, but right now, the current bid is at 50 grand. Wow. Yeah. that's the And, the, and this, as of this recording, there's still eight days left in the auction. So... <laughs> Pretty cool, you know. It, it it goes to a charity supporting kids, so that's interesting. And uh, I don't know, maybe all of us and the maybe uh, hey, all patrons get together, let's do it. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, not nothing, not, nothing going on with the band. However, this week was the 40th anniversary of the release of Lick It Up, and the band, as always, released some pretty cool merch, especially if you're a vinyl nerd like me. Some picture discs. Some new T-shirts and long sleeves and hoodies and all that good stuff. And also, by the time this episode drops on Saturday, uh, it will have been the 25th anniversary of Psycho Circus. And that was Friday the 22nd. Uh, so my guess is that Kiss will honor that with some kind of anniversary picture disc, merch, et cetera, et cetera. So that's about it. People get excited for the merch sometimes, especially me and my vinyl geek friends. So that's about it, though. Kind of quiet other than that. The other thing was uh, recently in the past was the anniversary of the MTV Unmasking, which was that's 40 right. years ago. 40 years. That's right. And uh, that got some love. And yep. also, obviously, on September 18th, the four solo albums. That's right. Yep. So, yep. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to kind of address in the news section, Tom, yeah, is uh, somebody had put, and I assume it's his girlfriend, a post on Ace's page oh, geez, saying yeah. all these years of sobriety, congratulations, this and that. And so I got fucking annoyed. Me too. Because we both did. I sent you screenshots. I'm like, look at this shit. Because I'm like, number one, why do you write on Ace's page? If you want to do something and let people know you're proud of him, write it from your fucking page on his. Now, mind you. I don't have a right to complain. It's you and his relationship. If he doesn't care, why should I? I get that. But as a fan, I, I fucking, I get annoyed by that shit. There's a, Nobody there's else's a, girlfriend does that shit. Control there, there, his page. There's a lot of people I follow on social media, both Twitter and Facebook, that they post themselves celebrating their sobriety. 
Yeah. It's a it's a selfie of them. You know, today's been 19 years. God bless. Like, it, it, I, I get it. it. It might be nitpicking, but that's what we do on this show. Why is she posting about his sobriety? Why is he not? Because she needs to be in the limelight. Everyone needs to be. Oh, that's from Lara. Well, well you, that? you, you, oh, that's you his want, girlfriend. Well, you want to now want, a public figure. Well, you want to hear my conspiracy theory. Go ahead. She's posting that because she needs to make sure that our that the fans know that he's sober. Uh, because he's not. Because he's probably <laughs> and no offense, sobriety means a lot of different things. It doesn't mean he might it doesn't just mean alcohol. Yeah, and that's the thing that I I I made a point to say. That's right. And and so what I'm gonna get is like, oh the fuck do you? How the fuck do you know? Um, I'm just gonna say this. We know okay? stuff. Yeah. Um, we were, I'm not gonna say what, who, no. and all that stuff. No, we but won't. We were contacted about information. Yep. It was verified to us. Yep. Um, with a picture and, and a, a video in a and video. A video. So we know a little bit about a little bit. And we will not. Don't even ask. And the only reason this gets brought up right now is because I'm I'm pushing back on people saying, oh, how the fuck do you do that? You can't speculate. Yes, not, we can. I'm not speculating. But more importantly, we want people to that give a shit about Ace to give a shit about Ace. About Ace to take care of him. Because from what we saw and what we understand, he's not being taken care of. And he's not doing well. Yeah. And what we fear is the same thing. I've said this many times on this show. It's yep. the Elvis thing. Yep. I don't give a shit. Get that man on that stage. Get him on stage. I don't give a shit what he needs to take or do or get to get and, on there. And I'll say this. I'm not going <laughs> to. I know people can be listening. You freaking roll your eyes. I don't tell. I'm not going to tell you right now that Ace's camp is listening to this show. Maybe they are. I don't know. But I find it coincidental that it, not too long after Zeus and I talk about what we've seen and what we've heard about Ace, she comes out with these really, really extravagant posts about his sobriety and all these pictures and all these things. To me, it sounds like. You're trying to reassure the fans and the audience that he is, in fact, sober. Now, again, if you want to push back on what we're saying, I don't really give a fuck because, as Zeus already said, we know stuff. We've seen stuff. We've heard stuff. So that's all we're going to say. And it's not rumor. It's been verified. It's this video. There's audio. So all I give a fuck about is, is somebody is somebody takes care of this guy before something happens. That's what this comes down to. Is so, making sure that fucking we don't wake up someday. And find out that Ace is in trouble or worse, gone because yeah. of people people not caring for him and taking care of him. That's yeah, it. Exactly. And it needs to be he needs to have people that are, that have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And will take care of him in his best interest. And no offense, I'll just end with this. I'm sorry. Look, I've had experience dealing with people who have addiction issues and, and that kind of stuff. You brag about your sobriety. Your fucking manager <laughs> just got arrested recently for whether it was drunk and disorderly or whatever. That is, you can't have that. You fucking can't have that. And that's all there's I'm going to say. There, there's a lot to it in just... Yeah. It's insane stuff, and it just needs to get cleaned up, and he needs to get healthy. And yep. with, if that means get him off the road, get him cleaned up, get him healthier. Get him, help, get him well. And one thing I, I do want to add to us is, and I made a point to say this, 
People give Peter Chris's wife Gigi shit. Oh, she's a fucking ball buster. She that she takes care of her fucking man. She gives a shit what he looks like. She cares about his reputation. And he's making appearances. And he's making appearances. He's living his life. He's looking great. He's feeling great. He yeah. Every if I see a comment about Peter Chris, if I see his picture, everyone's like these days. Good for him. He looks happy. He looks healthy. He looks like you know that he's living his life. And that's more important. So anyways, my hat's off to Gigi. uh, And I hope that Ace can find somebody like that and not go down this Rachel rabbit hole again that he's gotten himself into, it seems like. So I hope it it works out better. And maybe we're wrong, but maybe we're not. Anyways, Tom, I'm going to go get a table. And if Bully Ray says anything about Boston that's bad, I'm going to smash his ass through a table. How's that? Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, we're back and whew, just stinks of New York and New Jersey. And it's <laughs> gross. Oh, God, I'm going to have to figure this out. Oof. Well, Tom, I am a lifelong wrestling fan. And uh, I, I, as I said to him on the episode, I remembered when, um, you know, I didn't watch ECW much, which is where he came from. But I remember when they debuted on WWE. And I remember his first debut was another confrontation with The Rock. How much of a coincidence that it was Jericho and The Rock. And it was Bully Ray, known then as Bubba Ray Dudley, and The Rock as his debut. Both of them debuted in a segment against The Rock. Both of them huge Kiss fans. Huge Rock fans. So we knew that about Bully Ray. His partner on his podcast busted open. I don't know. Between them and Jericho, they go back and forth. Number one wrestling podcast. Both of them are fucking entertaining as all hell. If you like wrestling, busted open is fantastic. Dave LaGraca is awesome. Passionate, knows his shit. 
huge Kiss fan, as you can tell, and just a fucking pleasure. So when we talked about them coming on, they've been they were they jumped at the chance, and you, you know, again, you always try to you always try to not fanboy, but this is a guy I remember as a young kid watching debut on WWE with The Rock and um, uh, Bully Ray, big music guy. But he has like, I don't know if you know this, Tom. He is like, I don't know, the biggest tag team like of all time. Him and his, him and Devon Dudley, the Dudley boys, have probably won more championships than anybody and could go down as easily the biggest tag team of all time. He's now gone solo and sh- uh, shed the... Bubba Ray Dudley look, and now he's Bully Ray. He's fucking Jack now with those quadzillas he's got. And fantastic on the mic, super intelligent uh, wrestler. His character is off the charts, and he's outspoken. And then you add that with David LaGraca, unbelievable conversation. What were your thoughts going in? So admittedly, I wasn't really into wrestling. I mean, I knew who some of these guys were, obviously, with the show, with Zeus's love of wrestling. I've gotten into it. I have satellite radio, so I have access to Busted Open. Once Zeus kind of pointed out who these guys were years ago, and I got into them and follow them on social media and listen to Busted Open, they're fucking awesome. They're a, they're an incredible team. David and, and Bully Ray are awesome. And even if I don't know exactly what they're talking about and who they're talking about, the stories they tell and the way they talk in their interviews – is it's just fucking fantastic and talk about a small world we interviewed them yesterday afternoon yesterday meaning tuesday the 19th we interviewed them tuesday the 19th the afternoon you were all on the east coast and we didn't even know this until after we we met with them that same day they had interviewed jericho in their studios and we didn't even know that so small world worlds collide shout it out loudcast is everywhere um and we just had a great time. We can't wait for you guys to hear it. First of all, the introduction right off the bat, you know, the shit's going sideways with us for loudmouths from Jersey, New York, and Boston. It's fucking hilarious. You guys are going to have a blast. Listen to it. Bully Ray, David LaGraca from Busted Open Podcast. Here it is. Yeah. So this week, we got a couple of loudmouths from New York, New Jersey, people Fuck you love. You. From- yeah. So, yeah. There <laughs> you go. There you, you curse. Go. There you go. You got to get permission <laughs> first before you drop. Ah, it's all good. Can you curse? You you could tell already. You, we got the we got the guys you, from Boston <laughs> trash. <laughs> we and our mothers too. Are we allowed to curse on this show? <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck yeah. This is one of the this is one of the greatest intros ever for Shout Out Loudcast. We got the guys from Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM, co-host David LaGreca and the great bully Ray. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hello, thanks for having us. I'm a big fan of the show. I, unlike you guys, I listen to your show, so um, I'm very excited to be on. And we had Chris Jericho on our show today, and he was nothing but complimentary about you know the Shout Out Loud podcast. So. Oh, see, so now we yeah. have to say nice things about him. Except he said on. the name wrong again. That's Zeus's pet peeve. He fucked up the name of our show. He does it all the fucking time. What does he it, call it? Like you, you just called the Shout Out Loud. Uh, shout it out loud cast that's ah! it thank you bully sorry so can bully pull out a table in the middle of this and <laughs> slam david when we when he says Listen, the name in wrong? jersey in jersey we call it the shout it out loud podcast okay oh, oh, yeah. right. we'll we'll deal with it in the shadows of new york city that's okay yeah. that's okay yes. <laughs> 
Guys, we know you guys are rock fans, metal fans, and most of all, Kiss fans. So we wanted to have you guys on. You guys are uh, jumping in. We did the March Madness. We do that every year with Kiss songs. You guys had some comments. We were going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, I've been a fan of bullies since the Bubba Rave days way back when. And uh, I'm the big wrestling guru. Uh, Tom likes it, but he, he's a little more old school during like the Hogan Andre days and uh, kind of dropped off after the 80s. But what I, can I say I stuck with you guys all the way back then. <laughs> oh, even here we you, go. Even when you made your first WWE appearance, I saw it live and uh, I follow, follow you all the way through. Big fans. So, Appreciate it. Thank so you. Bully, what he's saying is that like the new era of pro wrestling is kind of like Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer. Oh, you know, it's like wow, wow, fake ace, fake ace. I watch it still to this day. AEW, WWE, even TNA, even uh, oh, TNA. Even. No, I I watch these guys religiously. Especially nobody gets on the mic as good as. Uh, I almost called him by his first name, but uh, no one gets as good as Bully Ray does these days when he's on the mic. And good job uh, the other day with you and your partner getting back together. That was awesome. It was legendary. Glad, glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk kiss. <laughs> yes. So, guys, we have these opening <laughs> questions for all you guys all the time. We do this. Do you guys have a favorite kiss member? Do you want to go first? Yeah. Bully? Uh, so. I always gravitated towards Ace because I just thought Ace always looked so cool on stage. Ace's presence was just, he just reeked of cool. Um, I loved the makeup on the solo album. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, was I, Ace just had that it factor that wasn't over the top like Paul or Gene, but I have a Gene story that kind of puts Gene, you know, ahead of everybody else, <laughs> a personal experience with Gene that I, I think this is the perfect place to to share. And Dave, you got to witness it, witness it up close. We had Gene in studio here at Sirius XM on Busted Open when he was uh, releasing his Gene Simmons vault. Yes, mm-hmm. you guys, yep. you're, you're mega kiss fan, so you, you yep. should remember that. Yep. And, and you know, like the big personal experience was for fifty thousand dollars, you got the vault, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, and, and Gene came over your house, and you know this, and he played for two hours. And I remember, I, I did a text message, a, a mass text with like twelve of my friends, and I'm like, "Holy shit, guys! The vault, it's only fifty grand if we each get <laughs> you know." Blah, 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 blah. Nobody texted me back but, uh, on that one. No, because I remember the text like it was yesterday. Your text said, if every, if all of us chip in $5,000, we'll be able to share this experience. And all I'm thinking about is $5,000. Like, yeah. like five, maybe for you, Mr. Hall of Famer, $5,000 is a two time Hall of Famer. That's right. <laughs> you know, but like for, uh, you know, Joe, like me, five, five grand. I, I got enough experience by interviewing here him here at Sirius XM. So we're 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 gonna have uh Gene in studio and he's making the rounds. Like he's going from studio to studio to studio. And this is actually there's two stories out of this. So um I was dating Velvet Sky at yep. the time and I had gotten her into Kiss and she really wanted to come with me to the studio to meet Gene. And I'm like, absolutely. So when when we had her, had her in the studio, I told her, 
I want you to sit right here. And it was the very first seat next to the door in the studio. So when Gene opened the door, the very first person he had to see was Velvet. And she's like, why do you want me to sit here? I go, it's simple. I go, he's been doing Radio Row all day. He's been talking to dude after dude (laughs) after dude who's just jagging off, you know, talking about Gene and I love you and blah. Remember when you wore this in 77 and uh, I remember when you took a piss in 81 and blah, blah, blah. And Gene's just nodding because all he wants to do is push the vault. I said, when he walks in and he sees you, we're going to get a completely different gene <laughs> because Gene is such a ladies man. All he wants to do is impress the girls. So when he sees you, he's going to light up and lo and behold, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. He did. He wanted to see her tongue. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> so I'm sure he wanted <laughs> and, more. And it's got a Gene Simmons tongue. Yeah. So, yep. um, so Gene walks in and he stops dead in his tracks and he's staring at velvet takes his glasses off <laughs> oh. continues to stare at her oh shit and then he i'm i'm dying inside dave's laughing too because this plan is working perfectly right and he looks at me and he goes does this belong to you oh. <laughs> i said yes he said is it for sale (laughs) and gene was really cool like very cool we were supposed to have him for eight minutes we wound up having him for like 20 25 yeah it was a while yeah they were trying to get if you remember they were trying to get him out and he wouldn't leave and (laughs) he was so busy like describing that vault like every try- time I tried to ask him a question, he's like, what? What do you want? I'm like, well, Gene, this is an interview. It's radio. Nobody sees the fucking ball. Like <laughs> yeah. all the things that you're showing us, our listeners can't see it. And he actually thought that was funny. But I mean, you hear all these stories about Gene Simmons. I've met him now probably four times all here at Sirius XF. Couldn't be nicer. Same yeah. thing with Paul Stanley. Like you hear all these stories about their aloof. And they're not personable. Every interaction I've had with either Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons has been amazing. When it comes yeah. to some of the other members of the band, it's a little bit different. You know, man, you're right. I got yeah. to, I got to take a picture with Ace at a convention, and he could not have cared less. We had the same experience with Ace. Same thing. It was crazy. Yeah. But part two of the Gene story was I had the 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 Kistery box set. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually gifted to me by, by Eric Bischoff. He's like, wow. Bubba, this performed here in WCW. Yep. They gave this to me. He goes, but I'm not really that big of a fan. I know you are. So this is for you. And it was never opened. The CDs all intact, oh. pristine, nice. uh, pristine condition. And I have a nephew. I, I don't have kids or anything like that, but I do have a 10, 10 year old nephew that when the time is right, I want to expose to the world of rock and roll and kiss. So I brought it in with me just to get it signed for my nephew by Gene, knowing that I, I don't ask for signatures. Yeah. If there's somebody I want to meet, I'd much rather take a picture than get a signature. So when our interview with Gene was over, I said, Gene, listen, I'm sure you never heard this before. And you've heard it all. But when me and my partner, Devon, put our matches together, we build a match the same way Kiss builds its set list. 
Mm. We like to take the people mm. on the highs and the lows of going to a Kiss concert, meaning we open up with Detroit Rock City, we play Shout It Out Loud, we end with Rock and Roll All Night, we spit some fire, we blow some blood, shitload of confetti, put somebody through a table, good night, we're the Dudleys, good night, we're Team 3D. We play the hits. We play the hits. And he started to smile in a way where I knew he had never heard anything like this. Then he proceeded to tell us how he's the one that had Vince McMahon use pyro. Invented everything. He created female hygiene because people would say hygiene. So yeah, he created that too. Um, so he, he gets this big old smile on his face. And I said, listen, this is for my nephew. He signs the history set. He then goes into his pocket, pulls out a $10 bill and he signs the $10 bill also. And he says, this is for your nephew. And he goes, when your nephew is old enough and he buys his first piece of music on his own, Gene Simmons bought it for him. Wow. Oh, nice. I, I thought nice. that was cool as hell. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yes. And those yep. are my. And, and that's why Gene has to be my number one because of the personal experience yeah. I had with him. And him. And he. And the guy that's supposed to be such an asshole could not have been cooler. Yeah, we were lucky enough. We back in May this year, and we spent the weekend with him in Vegas at the Gene Simmons Experience. We meet and greet, had dinner with him, went to his his concert with his band. And you're right, he's he's so genuine, he's so kind. He absolutely adores his fans, and he shows that respect like he did with you and you know with your nephew. And he, he's just he's awesome. He's impossible not to not to like. And that's yeah. what I heard from even executives here at SiriusXM that he is standoffish. He can be aloof. Unless you're a fan of Kiss. And if you're a fan of Kiss, he goes out of his way yes. to be personable and have that like personal connection with you. So yeah, yeah. They, they that's not bullshit. That tagline that they truly care about their fans and they they do everything for their fans, it couldn't be more hundred percent genuine. What's yeah. your what's your ace or Peter story? Well, I mean, with Ace, it's just like I've met him a couple of times and I, I don't want to talk poorly about anybody because sure go ahead oh, go ahead you're on our show this is, know, this is the place but as you know sometimes it's timing i've yeah. met him a couple of times and it's like yeah you know you try to get that personal connection it just wasn't happening oh, wait, this is the grocery store store oh yeah there so <laughs> oh, Jesus. we we live near each other ace and i and so okay. we go to the same grocery store and i didn't know this but every time ace goes to shop right the grocery store that he goes to they play over the loudspeakers they play new york groove okay <laughs> wow and so i'm with my wife ace is shopping and obviously I'm, i want to go down the same aisle as he's going and my wife's like please don't embarrass me don't do that i was like come on it's ace freely i got to so i go down the same aisle as him i'm like ace do they always do this for you he's like what do they always play New York Groove <laughs> what? for you and you? And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'm like and it's just like, What's I'm on? a big fan. And he's just like, he could not have like, it, it was obvious he yeah. wanted to do anything but talk to me in that moment. So I got the, you know, I got the gist and I moved on. So, but Paul Stanley, same thing. I met Paul Stanley right around the time that his solo, his last solo album came out and mm-hmm. Live to Win. 
And I told him, Hey, I'm a big fan. And he took the time to be, to ask me like what my favorite song was that I get to see him on that tour. Yada, yada. So nothing but high praise for Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. So to answer your question for me, it's Paul Stanley. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's funny you say that. So within the, as the show has grown, we've gotten to meet some of the guys and stuff. There was the Gene event. Uh, Tom is right. Gene couldn't have been kinder. So he was giving away a lot of the stuff to the people that signed up for this event. A lot of his kiss shit, as we call it. And he just sat there and looked at us and talked to you right in the eye, like asked us how we knew each other. Do you two fuck each other's girlfriends? <laughs> we're like, no, we're friends. I don't understand. We're like friends, Gene. There's no, it's not transactional. We're just friends. Yeah. I don't understand. But anyways, he was so nice. We're at the event and all of a sudden, because we become close with Chris, someone says that Jericho's in, in Vegas. I'm like, Hey, are you in Vegas? We're at the Gene event. He's like, I wouldn't be fucking caught dead there. That place sucks. I'm like, He's here. He's got five, five minutes later. We put our heads up. Who walks in? Jericho and his bandmate, PJ <laughs> Farley. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> End up drinking with him in Vegas till like four or five in the morning. Run into a disheveled Jakey Lee from fucking oh, Ozzy. God. Band. Je- the boy, most boy. surreal night yeah. I've ever That's probably awesome. had. Yeah. It was good. He is, he is amazing. And you want to talk about the gene factor? I'll put it in your world. Chris Jericho, from the day we met him, has gone so out of his way to be cool with us. We met him. He brought us to, uh, when AEW had their second show, was in Lowell, Mass. Got us front row tickets. We got to meet him. We never even met him yet, but he was going to do our show. Got us the tickets. And then he's like, hey, meet me after the show. And we're like, okay. But, you know, they're kicking everybody out. We're just fans. So they're like, you got to go. And we're like, wait, wait, we're supposed to meet somebody. He texts He's like, where are you? I'm like, they're kicking us out. He goes, call me. He calls. Put the guy on the phone. He gets the security guy on the phone, talks the security guy into walking us down to meet him. Awesome. We meet him. Yeah. The first time we met, like, really, our show just got off the ground. First celebrity, really, we meet. Jericho's like, so uh, what What? What part of Kiss do you like? Whatever, this, that. We're like, holy fuck, this guy. He's loyal. He's loyal. Us. Yep. He's loyal. Like, uh, when Busted Open first started, this is going back 2009 when it's just Doug and I. Yeah. I was uh, still working for the NHL as well. And I was watching TSN and he name dropped busted open on TSN, which is like the Canadian, like ESPN. We know all about it. Big hockey guy. And um, I was like, wow, because he is like that when he appreciates what you do and Mm -hmm. he enjoys what you do, he puts it over, he supports it. So yeah, all kudos to Yeah. Yeah, He's the same. We just wanted to throw that out. But in a later event, there was a thing called Creatures Fest. We got to meet Vinny, Bruce Kulik, Ace, Ace was there. Peter. Peter. Peter has his heart on his sleeve, loves the fans, talks to him. Ace could barely lift his head up to say, like, oh, yeah, thanks, He didn't even brother. look at us. Yeah. Didn't even thanks, look. Did, thanks, did, brother. Didn't even look like. He, <laughs> he looked like. Yeah, he looked, just... like a, he looked like a fucking puppet sitting there. He didn't even care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's that. Hey, guys, let's move on. Favorite song. And it could be right now or growing up or whatever. You want to take this one first, Bully? I mean, it's it, it, it's really h- hard to narrow Kiss down to a, to a favorite song. I mean, it is. It's it's the it's the, I guess it's Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, how does it get any better than Detroit Rock City? It don't. Yeah. True, David. I what mean, about you? Same. I, 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 there's so many great Kiss songs, but as far as I mean, I think it's the greatest opening song. 
in the history of any band ever. Whoa. Nice. There's a statement right there. Bully Ray really? on the record. I mean, th- think about it. You wanted the best. You The house lights go down. You hear the hum, the red hue of the light. And then, you know, all right, New York City. Yeah. You wanted the best. You got the. I mean, come on, man. Yep. I'm getting fucking goosebumps right now. Just <laughs> thinking about it. There's no such thing as a bad kiss show. Right. No, I've there's, never seen there's one. Never, there is no such thing. I've never seen one. No. What about you? Uh, here, we go. No, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And this is like a bit on the show. And actually, I had <laughs> some fun. Guys, I'll be right I back. Actually, had some oh, fun. Oh, you guys oh. are doing your, your brackets. But if honestly, it's probably like Bully said, it's the live version from Kiss Alive 2 of Detroit Rock City, yep. the opening track on Kiss Alive 2. Yep. But as kind of like a deep track, it's Mr. Speed off a of rock yeah, and nice. Nice. Like those are like the two standout songs for me by Kiss. Okay. Do you like the demo on the box set? Because that's my favorite version. I I love that. I that blew me away because usually those demo versions are probably yeah. like just you know not good enough to be on the actual album. That version is probably the ultimate classic version of Mr. Speed. Yeah, it's yeah. got the Bob Kulick guitar fills. Yeah, on yeah, that's Bob, yeah, that's Bob Kulick doing yeah, that. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, um, we just started uh, expanding our schedule at Busted Open. Every Wednesday night, I do a show called Busted Open After Dark, which uh, immediately follows AEW Dynamite. And when we were talking about, you know, you know, what songs we want for the intro and the, you know, the out of the show, I said, no, we're starting with Detroit Rock City and we're ending rock and roll all night. Nice. It, done. Perf- There's perfect. no discussion. You know, so that's we've, so we've cool. kind of that that's the way every great show should start. Yep. I don't Perfectly. know a better opening and closing song. Nah, it's listen. And I know a lot of people say I'm tired of rock and roll and I, I can go the rest of my life and never hear that song. But I can't imagine a Kiss concert ending with any other song but that. No, like no. It's, just, it's just the experience of being there. And on a live three. They open with creatures. Yes. Yes. Just does not sound right to me. <laughs> I mean, the song sounds great with them playing. It just doesn't feel like the right way to kiss. Listen, when I go to a kiss concert, I know exactly what I'm getting. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I go get a quarter pound of a cheese in New York, it's going to taste like a quarter pound of a cheese in Texas or fucking Wyoming. I know what I want for my kiss. I don't even care if you play the same songs in the same order, whatever. I'm going to have fun. Yeah, but I this is where we'll disagree. Okay. Because the one thing that bothers me about kiss is that they don't change up the set list. Oh, now you're singing our song. Yeah, like so yeah. I'm a big Cooper, I'm a big also a big, very big Alice Cooper fan. Yep. Um Alice Cooper probably over the last I got maybe 30 years now. His formula is plays 90 minutes. He does about 20 songs. He'll play two or three songs from the new album. And then he'll throw out one, sometimes two songs that like blow your mind. Like a song that's like, like even this current tour, he opened up with lock me up, which is a song up until this tour. He's never played live. That's the opening track is like a song he's never played live before because yeah. he knows at this point it's the diehards like, but he'll, but he'll also play, you know, 14, 15 songs that he knows that everybody will know, but he, but he'll throw a couple of bones to the diehard. Yeah. yeah I yeah. wish kiss would do that. I wish kiss would throw like 
like on this current tour, this end of the road tour, mm-hmm. why not throw like one or two songs that like they never play live? Why, mm-hmm. why not? Why not at this point throw out one song from the elder or, you know what I'm saying? Like, why not? We say it all the time. Agreed. Yeah. Like, but, yep. but if you play a song off the elder, how many people are going to go take a piss break? You know what though? But you're the rest of the show is for them. Why not throw a bone to like the diehards that have been with you since day one? That's I'm all not, I'm, I'm saying. I'm not going to disagree with you because that's the way I feel about Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. Like my, like I, I've been a diehard Motley guy my whole life, and I'm like, for the love of God, play something <laughs> else, you know. But what about you guys? If one, one choice each, what song you want to hear live that they've never played? That they've never played? Well, for me, I don't understand why they're throwing brand new. They to the fact that two of my all time favorite songs are not in their set list, which is "I Stole Your Love" and "Come On and Love Me." I don't know why either. Classics, legendary yeah. songs are not on this tour. Is beyond. I, I, I agree with you. With I stole your love. Yeah, because I stole your love live is definitely better than the studio album. The studio it's, version. Yes, I it's, agree it's, with that. It's, and it's, come it's, on, I love me. I think the 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 alive version is better than the version on Dress to Kill. And I love the ver- version on Dress to Kill. Probably, if I had to pick my favorite Kiss album, it would probably be Dress to Kill. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's great. That was our next question. That was the next question. Favorite album. Sorry. And it could be no, live. Go ahead. And it could be a live album I, too. I mean, guys, the first album I ever bought. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not about to tell you a story that you haven't been told a thousand yeah. times. As a kid, when you take your allowance money and you open up Kiss Alive two for the first time, there you go. It's life changing. It is. I I um I, I told this story on the air before. I'll never forget my my mom gave my brother ten bucks and me ten bucks at Sears in 1978 and said go go buy an out whatever album you want and my brother and i still have both these albums my brother bought uh ktel record sounds of 77 <laughs> and <laughs> um and i bought kiss alive too and i wow. still have both those albums i i have the that kiss alive too that i bought in 78 i still have all the inserts the booklet everything that yep. came with it i keep it in plastic because that's one of if there was a fire in the house, <laughs> that if I one, that's probably the one thing I would go and grab because it's been with me now for, you know, 90% of my life. Now, yeah. didn't we have a disagreement about you said that there were stickers on the inside of no, 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 it wasn't stickers. It, it came with a, it came with Tattoo- a, and tattoos. tattoos. Yeah. Tattoos. Yes. But yes. I tattoos and you said no. No, no. I, it came with no. You were saying that the original pressing had the late regular uh Columbia sleeve on it, where the one that I have, the one that I bought in 78, there's like a picture of like hands with fingers. Yes. Yes. Like crowd. Yeah, like the crowd. Like the crowd. The f- yeah. 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 You mean what, so 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 that's, that's your Casablanca. favorite what's yeah. what's your favorite? studio album you said a live two is overall if you had to pick a non-live album i mean i i do like revenge i gotta tell you that ah, oh, excellent i got yes. I, I do like revenge uh yeah. but from the earlier stuff um it's kind of hard to go against destroyer adam boy okay yeah. all right I mean, yeah we have this argument all the time he believes destroyers overrated uh, I think it's not. I think Love Gun is a little overrated. Oh, shit. We have this back and forth. I mean, that that just can, you know, like, listen, me and Dave just went, just had uh, 
um, lunch at Del Frisco Steakhouse. And, you know, I thought the chicken was perfect. Dave says it was overrated. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know personal taste. Yeah, right, right. I, I will say this about Kiss it's an, an, an album like Destroyer. If you want to say it's overrated, I'm not going to argue with you. But when I listen to Destroyer, I go back to, you know, the eight year old kid that hurts yes. for yes. the first time. Yeah. yeah. Like it brings, like, I can't imagine a world with no kiss. Like, cause as long as I can remember, kiss has been a part of my life. Yep. I was introduced to kiss when I was in kindergarten. Me too. You know, and I was born in 71. So that was 1976 when I was in kindergarten. Like that, like, think about that. That's since yep. I was five years old and I'm now 52. Since I was five, kiss has been a part of my life. It's yeah. crazy when you think about that. So I can't imagine what, like, Kiss has always been there, right? Whether you love their new album or didn't think it was that great, like, they've always been there. You've always had Kiss. So it's going to be really weird when they finally decide that there's no more Kiss. Are you guys going to December 2nd at the Garden? Both. We're going to be there for the weekend. We're going to be at both shows. Boston uh, trash in New York. Yeah. <laughs> You sound like Jericho. We told him we got, we got, we managed to get second row Four on, seats. The, on the last. Yes, we'll be sitting right in front of you. You yeah, and we Jericho. know, we know, yeah, we know. <laughs> As he said, he and goes, "Oh, you got second seats. Guess what? I'm in front. Look at my ass the whole fucking night, asshole." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Not like, "Hey, great, I'll be right next to you." It's like, "Fuck you. Go look at my ass." All right. So, and we asked Chris the same question in our interview today, and I'll ask you. Is this the end for Kiss? Like, do you Fuck really no. really believe that this is going to be it? Because uh, I'll just, answer the, uh, Go uh, ahead. I'll answer this first because I think my answer is quicker than Zeus's. Yes. Paul Stanley, COVID fucked up Paul's retirement plans. He wanted this to end years ago. COVID screwed it up. Paul cannot. He is dragging his ass across the finish line. He wants to move on and be an artist and a bike rider and a guy who doesn't want to talk about Kiss. On December 2nd, they're done. Gene will probably do stuff. Maybe they'll do like, uh, you know, I, I I think that's the end of Paul with Kiss. That's my opinion. Zeus okay. disagrees. Go ahead, Zeus. No way. They're going to do, at some point, they're just going to try to put a little distance so people don't give them shit for doing this right after they said they're done. They'll do a Vegas residency. There's too much money there. They're too close to that era. They'll definitely do that. In addition, they'll continue to do the Kiss Cruises. And do one-offs, a couple oh, festivals God, all, here and there. It's, You'll it's see. all done. That's it's my opinion. So for you guys, because I'm the one, because they did two nights at the Meadowlands for the first farewell tour with the original members. Yep. I paid through the nose for both nights. <laughs> yep. Um, which then, you know, six months later, you're hearing that they're going to have another tour. <laughs> um, do you can do you kind of, in a way, consider that really like a farewell tour? Because even though Kiss went on for you know, two decades after that, there's still a part of me that thinks that first farewell tour was kind of a goodbye because we never saw that original band together, all four members after that. Yeah. And that's, that's how Paul responds to that. When people give him shit about doing another farewell tour, his answer is, well, that was a farewell tour with those guys with that, which is true, which which is true. That was, it was a farewell to that version of the band. So yeah, yeah. So, I, I believe that. So too. you guys are like the expert experts because Uh-oh. you're. And don't make these long answers. <laughs> Why? Okay. Thanks, boss. 
not get on. Yeah, I don't give a shit if it's your podcast or not. Uh, we got a radio show. We win. Um, why can these four guys for at least the very last night get on the same page for just I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell you why. Go ahead, Zeus. Number one. Paul went through that nightmare of dealing with those guys, not showing up. I'm not, no, I want more money, this and that. This is Paul's way of saying, I've been with this fucking band for 50 years. I can look to my left and know Tommy Thayer will be there and do exactly what he needs to do. I can look behind me and see Eric Singer doing that. This is my and Gene's fucking gig. I'm not putting those two fucking up there to fuck it up, demand more shit, and my last memory being a disaster. I don't care. This is for me and Gene. We're going out like this, and I'm comfortable with these guys. That's why I think they're not doing it. And my simple answer is Paul has always tried to push the current thing on fans. He does not want people to look back on the glory days of Ace and Peter and have that be their final memory on the final show of the of the end of the road tour. He's going to sign off. Maybe they'll put something up on the video screen. I don't even think they're going to do that. I've been saying for years that the final show is going to be just another show. There's going to be nothing special about it. I, I, I because because of the way uh, Motley did their final show, their original final show. I, I tend to agree with you. Plus, if you're going to throw something in on, you know, those lights, it's different lighting cues, different pyro cues. Exactly. Change all that shit around, you know? Yep. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But uh, I, I, people are holding out hope. But as much as we love Kiss... We have just become so disillusioned <laughs> with them over the years that we don't expect shit from them. Our our uh, mutual buddy Jericho once put it to us, and we've we I agree with this philosophy: Kiss, Star Wars, and wrestling. Most passionate fans and the most toxic at once. Yes, they, fucking over the top bullshit. Divisive, divisive. They're, they're just you can't win with everyone, and and, I, uh, and you live with it. I asked uh, a Star Wars fan one time who was also a massive wrestling fan, which um, fan base was more toxic. And they basically said that Star Wars fans make wrestling fans look like the best of friends. (laughs) Star Wars is really, really bad. I don't get it. I really don't understand like how you can love something and then hate it at the same time. I'll tell you, you know how you, you know how you can learn this? Join some of these KISS Facebook groups. <laughs> yeah. It is the absolute sewer of humanity because somebody could post a picture of like, oh, I just got the anniversary edition of Dress to Kill. All of a sudden, that album sucks. Start fucking <laughs> like a Peter Chris sounds like shit. And it's like you can't even like celebrate the band without people just going right, off so, on you. So let's be honest here. Go ahead. Because we're fans. Least favorite album. Oh, that's easy. We just monster. talked about it. We just, we just, we just it's, did an album. Monster. Monster. It monster? No, it's Sonic Boom. No, it's not. It's Monster. Uh, it's, I, I always, it's, it's, it's like asking, would you rather be shot or stabbed? They're both terrible. See, I, 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 I hot take. I like both those albums. Okay. I, I like Sonic that, Boom. I, I really like Monster. Now, now David, oh. you bring up a good point. And Zeus and I talk about this all the time. The worst Kiss album is still a Kiss yeah. album. Yeah, it's still, you still, and like we it. still like it. Yeah, you know, like something's going to be the worst. My my probably my least favorite Kiss album is Unmasked. Thank oh, you. But, Zeus hates that. But there's still like four very, I mean, not good songs, but four very good songs yeah. on that album. So like, you don't hate it. 
but it's it's the least of your favorites. Probably, well, well, you know what? We, our, our time is limited, so I do want to get this question. We're recording on Tuesday the 19th. On Monday the 18th, it was the 45th anniversary of the release of not only Lick It Up, which you guys talked with Jericho about, but also the, the, the release Isn't of that the 40th? 40th anniversary of Lick It Up, 45th anniversary of the solo albums. Yeah. What do you guys think of the solo albums? Are they are they worth listening to? What's your favorite? Do they suck? So funny. Are they good? <laughs> this conversation. We spoke about it today. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I like I like Ace's album, uh, and then I think Gene's is second. I really the, the wow. Paul album and the uh, and the uh, Peter Peter album don't really care for. Okay, David. Uh, for me, it's um, Paul Stanley's solo album first. Yes. Then then Ace's second. Um, Jeans is okay. Third, and then Peter's is just. I think there's maybe one song I like off the off the Peter Chris solo. Oh, poor Peter, poor Peter. Hey, Do you I, like Outer Space by Ace? Say it again. Do we like what? Do you like that song Outer Space off of oh, Anomaly? Oh, that no. album's terrible. <laughs> you guys didn't like Outer Space? No, oh. I don't like that out. I like the early, early Freely's Comet, Second Sighting, that kind of shit. Ace's recent albums, Anomaly, Space Invader, and just in those cover albums are just terrible. You didn't like Fox on the Run? Terrible song. <laughs> the original's <laughs> awful too. Oh my, oh my God. You should have been swallowed. Oh, <laughs> terrible. that's terrible. That's are terrible. You serious. Yeah, Ace is. Uh, have you seen Ace perform live in the last two years? <laughs> Have you uh, seen him perform uh, in the last uh, two uh, weeks? On <laughs> YouTube. On YouTube. We've yeah. seen him live a couple. It is. No it bueno. Is no no bueno. bueno. There's got to be a time you say to yourself, you know what? If there was ever a time to hang it up, this might be the time. I mean, a couple of weeks ago when I guess he was playing Detroit Rock City in the wrong key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Who is his bass? Is it, was it Dana Strom? No, not no, 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 no. He's got uh, Ryan Spencer. Uh, Ryan Spencer. Cook. R- Ryan Spencer Cook. Whoever it was was trying to get him back on track. And oh, it was hilarious. That was as hard to watch as Vince Neil trying to get through Shot at the Devil. <laughs> and that's rough. Oh, speaking <laughs> of that, I, mean, I want I, I to get this out, too, because Chris told us a story that I think I think you may have said this on there. The, he did the album clash when you were on when you did uh, Cruise Shot at the Devil and Too Fast for Love. Yep. That you had to kill time on a wrestling promo. So you just spit out. In the beginning, and no one had any idea what you were saying. It was during uh, a a time where my character was morphing into this very dark character, and they had absolutely no direction. <laughs> I had completely lost myself. I didn't know who I was, and I was just brooding and miserable, not far from my normal. <laughs> <day>. <laughs> And uh, it's probably five minutes before I have to go out and perform. And they hadn't come up with anything for me to say, not a thing. And I looked at the head of creative and and he said, and I said, what do you want me to say? You've given me nothing. You haven't even given me a bullet point. And he's like, I don't know, just uh, say something like, you know, that sounds like, you know, uh, ominous or whatever. I said, okay. And I went out there and just the, all the uh, the house lights went out. One spotlight was on me. Uh, and the house lights went out. The spotlight came on. And this guy named Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy I know. I know. comes out. He's about to do his promo. And I come in and I lay him out from behind. 
And I take his microphone and I look down at him and I said, in the beginning, (laughs) always overpowered the evils of all man's sins. But in time, the nations grew weak. I'm not going to do the whole thing. But I just (laughs) recited in the beginning, word for word. And everybody was like, what did you say? I'm like, I don't know, man. I just came up with it off the top of my head. (laughs) I just recited in the beginning. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. Now, any thoughts when they brought out the demon in WCW? Dave? Ugh. I was a fan just because it's Kiss. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people go off on the fact when Kiss performed on uh, WCW Nitro. I love that too. It's Kiss. Like, I mean, you know, how could you not like respect somebody that's giving tribute and homage to one of your favorite bands of all time? You I, know, I, I tend to agree because it, it, it's Kiss. It's Kiss. I yeah. mean, but they made him a jobber. And, and no, he wasn't a. I yeah, he, he was. He was losing every ball. other match. Excuse me, sir. It's like, excuse me, sir. We don't, as fans, we don't use that terminology. Oh, oh did, I, did I? It's enhancement. Well, town. you're on our podcast, it's not your radio town. show. But oh, go ahead. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, you know, uh, he was no. losing all the time. So I'm like, they made him like into like his character now. The what demon is he supposed to do win. Yes. <laughs> yes. Why? He's the demon. <laughs> like I'm surprised that Gene didn't sue somebody. I was just gonna You're say ruining that. my character. I keep losing. You guys got a kiss casket? Fuck no. Not yet. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you get a bear. Do you really? One? Uh, I got a double wide. <laughs> You, fill it, with, you fill it with beer. Be honest. Got a double wide. Oh, Hell yeah, I got a kiss casket. I bought it when it first came out. Fuck. Hey, before we let you guys go, we got one topic that we have to ask everybody when they're on here. We have come to co- we've coined a term on the show called the Ace Cult, where Ace can't do anything wrong, and usually it results in them hating everything that Tommy Thayer does, including him wearing the spaceman makeup. Where do you guys stand? on Tommy and Eric as the spaceman and the catman. Is it sacrilege? Are you cool with it? What do you think? I, I'm an entertainer. Um, and I understand it. Okay. Thank you. And you can't take something that what's Ace Freely's real name. Paul, Paul, Freely. Paul Freely. Nobody's pe- playing Paul Freely. Right. I agree with you. We agree with you. Wow, I never heard that before. Wow, that's interesting. It's all characters. That's right. For nothing. They look just as good in the outfits, and we all know they play better. Yep. Yep. Oh, no doubt. Kiss sounds better with Tommy Thayer and and Eric Carr. Eric Singer, I'm sorry. Yep. You know, 20 years ago, or maybe when I was more of a kid, I I probably would have been in that no way. It's not a no, but when you grow up and you realize, I'd rather have now. Do I think the same thing about Paul and Gene? Can we get a replacement? Paul no, and Gene? no, no. <laughs> I mean, try having that discussion. Well, how can we have a replacement, Ace and Peter? Especially when Ace is pretty much, I'd say, a significant amount of fans like Ace the most. Yes. Oh yeah, I agree fans with that. Ace. Yes, you oh, yeah. call it the Ace cult. That's yeah. right. It's the Ace Cult. It, it, it's okay for Ace and and Peter to be played by others, but not Paul and Gene. 
We've had that conversation before, right, Zeus? Yeah, we talked yeah, about that. I know. No, it's I, an I, interesting I, point. I, I'd rather have I'd rather have Kiss around with with Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer than not have Kiss around. I agree with that. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of it. I understand it, but so but I'm not a big fan of it. The one thing I don't like is when Eric Singer is singing Beth. That bothered. Oh yeah, me. that that that's that, so real, that really yeah. bothered me. I mean, come on now. Now you're kind of like. But why? Because because to because that's a signature song that Peter Chris sang, like that was identifiable to Peter Chris. And then you're having somebody else who's got the same outfit as him singing that song. That's going, I think, a little bit over the line. And then as far as and again, I'm I'm not hating on on Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer because I agree with you. I think the concerts have been better over the last twenty years. Um. But like the same movements and the signature moves and things like that, I think that's going a little too far. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think that's a little bit disrespectful. The I solo, think. like he doesn't need to do a guitar solo that mimics the yeah, alive solo. Yeah, that mimics solo. exactly the way that he doesn't. Really no. did it. That's see, that's not the, that's not this the makeup that's doing it. That's the man behind the then makeup why that was is doing Zach it. Zach Wild playing like Zach Wild in Pantera right now. Well, because oh, Zach know. Wild was Zach was a, playing like dime. Well, because Zach is now in Pantera, I think that's why. My, you point, don't, is, my, my point is, Zach is not trying to be Zach. Correct. In Pantera, he he's trying be. to be what Dime was. Right. So I want to see when I'm looking at the character Ace Frilly. I want to see the movements of Ace Frilly. I want to see the almost like that. But it's that not Ace Frilly. It's. No, See, it's Ace Frehley. No, it's not. It's the not Spaceman. It's the Spaceman. It's not Ace Frehley. It's not Paul Frehley and uh, Peter Criscola. Uh, but but at the same time, I, like that. I think drop I think with Ego, it's more of a tribute. This is like honoring the memory. That's the tribute. That's a tip of the cap to those men. I don't think that's the same sense when it comes to Kiss. Let me put this in wrestling terms. Those are characters on stage. Agreed, but look what happened when you tried to have another man play the Undertaker or another man play fake, fake Diesel. Yeah, fake Diesel. <laughs> that was what when they had when they had the second Undertaker. That was working until the real life guy Brian Lee screwed it up. The fake Diesel and the fake Razor. That yeah. was just Vince McMahon trying to shove something down people's throat that wasn't going to work. Well, and but some people will make the case the same as here with Kiss. Okay, I mean, do you guys know a significant amount of Kiss fans who no longer support the band because of? Oh, oh yes, a yeah, lot. And, they are, and they're okay. on our group pages, Facebook pages. I'll, I'll, say, I'll tell you, somebody that works in this building at SiriusXM, Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk. We were just, Eddie, I was just going to say, him. we've had Eddie, him on the show. Trunk is somebody that kind of like to him, Kiss nope. ended in two thousand and one. Yeah, we we have fun with Eddie. He's a friend of the show, but friend of the show. We can still talk Kiss, but he he Kiss died. But I'm not at the point where yeah. But see, I'm not at the point where I washed my hands of Kiss. I still appreciate him. I still buy the albums. I still go to the concerts. But I can understand both sides of the argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, guys, incredible conversation. We know your time is short. We're going to let you go. We can't thank you enough. We could we could be talking all afternoon about Kiss. So. David LaGreca, Bully Ray, bust it open. Check him out. Sirius XM Radio. You guys rock. Thank you so much for the Thank time. You, we really guys. appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Thank you. Tom, we didn't get slammed through a table, but what'd you think? 
Oh, it was great. Those guys are great. First of all, I love talking to guys who are passionate, knowledgeable Kiss fans. And I also love talking to guys like Bully Ray, who are like, we got a radio show. Fuck you and your show. You answer my questions. I like when he goes, I want to ask you guys a question. And I don't want some long-winded answer either. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love it when people that are you're like stars and they want to know what you think? Yes. So yes. when I was telling him the story about how amazed we are, how down to earth that Jericho is about that stuff, he's no different. He's no different. He nope. cares about what we think. What do we think is the best album? He yeah. wants to hear from like, he thinks we're on a different level as far as his fandom goes. So he's like, I want to hear from you guys. Fucking amazing. Yeah. It was Fucking great. amazing. It, it was great. The, the, but, the knowledge, the passion, the fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Everybody turning on and off the smart ass and, you know, sometimes would be busting balls. You know, Bully Ray tells me I should have been swallowed because I thought Fox <laughs> on the run sucks. <laughs> What's amazing is like I, I, I say the time like like we always joke. I'm like, oh, is Jericho in character today? Oh, yeah. Like angry Chris. Yeah. Like Bully Ray <laughs> pulled out the character or they. Oh, it's A-fabe, great. whatever that fucking kid- wrestling term. Well, I, I, cause I called, I called, uh, the demon character in WCW a jobber. A jobber. We don't use those words anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't realize I used a no no in the wrestling lingo, but amazing. He kept that character. There were times I'm like, oh shit. I think he's like going to fucking ram my head through the screen. Oh, it was great. It was what a fucking blast. Two great guys. We can't thank them enough for being on the show. It was a blast. Yeah. And uh, to to the coincidence of Jericho talking with them today and Chris, and they said, yeah, he, they talked to you guys. He talked you guys up. He loves you guys. Yep. That was and great. I'm like, wow, man, how flattering is again, Tom, we're 100% undefeated. We have yet to have a guest go, dude, that guy's a dick. <laughs> yeah. Every, 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 literally every interview when it when it's over me and you look at each other and be like that was fucking amazing it was one of those after we hung up it's like i don't care if they were wrestling stars or wrestling commentators or anything like that i could talk to these guys for hours and keep going yeah like yeah they I just they, enjoyed yeah, the conversation yeah their schedule was tight so they gave us as much time as they could and we're eternally grateful for that we like we said we always said we could have talked to these guys for two three hours easily yeah. easily yeah Great guys, great show. Yep. Bust it open. If you guys like wrestling talk, they're the place to be, along with Jericho. Um, and uh, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, subscribe to the podcast. It's available everywhere. And if you are a SiriusXM customer, you can check them out. They got the channel Busted Open Radio, so check them out, too. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Tom, what we do next is we go to question of the week. You got one? This one comes from our good buddy, Josh Brown. When you saw and first heard Psycho Circus, the song or the video or whatever, did you question ever at the time that it wasn't the original lineup? I think personally, the drums in Psycho Circus sound swingy like Peter would do, but maybe that's just my ear. I had no idea. I, I Again, I wasn't when Kiss came back with Psycho Circus at that point. We're talking what, 98? Yeah, 98. Okay. I literally just graduated law school. I had been studying for the bar. So I wasn't that up to date in, oh, that doesn't sound like Ace Fraley's guitar solo. 
Psycho Circus came out, I bought the album. That's it. Yeah, for me, for well, first of all, it was ninety. There was like no no real internet at that time, no real Twitter gossip bullshit, fucking toxic Facebook groups, and and if there it, were, we weren't into them. We weren't. Yeah, right. And it was and it'd been you know, what almost twenty years since the original lineup did an album together. So my my ears weren't like ah, that. That kind of sounds like Kevin Valentine on the drums. So like I, I didn't, I couldn't fucking tell. All I knew is that the album sucked back then, and it kind of still <laughs> sucks now. No, I'm kidding. But um, no, Josh, I, I now that you now that you know it, you can't unknow it. But at the time, I had absolutely no clue. It never dawned on me. I was just pumped to get a new Kiss album with the four original guys, a cool album cover, a cool album title. Um. And the album doesn't suck. I, I bust balls on Psycho Circus. It, it's all right. But uh, but to answer your question, Josh, at the time, no. And I'll be completely honest with you. Even though we know that they didn't play on the entire album, and I like to think Zeus and I have pretty good ears, there are some songs I can't tell that it's not Peter and Ace. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, because of modern care. technology, you assume that somebody's like, oh, just do it like this or right. something, you know? Right, right. Right. So, but Josh, we love you, buddy. Great question. Thanks for always contributing. And if you want to be part of our question of the week or our upcoming mailbag, send us an email at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com and you will be put in our mailbag. We'll pull you out of the hat for our weekly question of the week or we'll keep you in there for our mailbag episode, which is coming up sometime this fall. Tom, tell people where they can find us. Go to our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. That's where you can find everything, all of our episodes, Shout Out Loudcast, ARC, Dorm Damage, Zeppelin Chronicles. And you can find all of our links there for our social media. You can find our links to our Patreon, as we mentioned earlier. A huge shout out to Shane and Tyler for joining the Patreon family. Thank you guys so much. Also links there for our Amazon shopping, our merch. You can comment directly on individual episodes on the website, which is great. You can send us messages directly on the website, which come to us in the form of an email, which we read all of them. We say this all the time. We can't read every email, but we read them amongst ourselves. So we see everything that you send us, even if we can't read it on the show. And if you want to go old school email, please. And that's the best place to do. If you want a question of the week submission, shout out loudcast at gmail.com. Please do that. And of course, our social media, X, Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. And again, our amazing Patreon family. We love you guys. Again, Tyler and Shane, thank you. And we always like to say that we are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. Yeah, people can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and give us one of those five star reviews. And we did get a five-star review. Tom, this time it's on Amazon. Ooh, all right. Our Ace Cult t-shirt. Oh, wow. On our merch, which you can find if you go to Shout Out Loudcast, the website. You'll see a little segment there right on the landing page. Merch. Go to merch. It'll bring you to our merch page on Amazon where you can pick up merch from us. Somebody gave us a five-star review of our Ace Cult T-shirt. That's from awesome. Emma Schneider. Five stars. Great quality. Awesome shirt to represent an awesome podcast. Wow, I like that. I like yeah. that. A, co- a combination podcast and product review. 
Yes. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, you can get all our merch on our Amazon store page. Go to You can go to our website and you'll see where it says merch. Or you can go to our Amazon store. That helps us out as well. Give us a five-star review. Those help us out all the time. Those five-star Paul Stanley star child reviews go a long way. Move us up the food chain. Get in front of more people's eyes. Big help to us. Um, always tell people to go to our website. Shout it out loudcast.com. Shout it out loudcast.com. Tom, what we always like to do is end on famous last words. You got any? I do. 12 o'clock. I got a rock. There's a truck ahead. Light staring at my eyes. Oh my God. No time to turn. I got to laugh because I know I'm going to die. Why? Yo, do. <laughs> well, you know, I got the kind of loving that you need. The kind of loving that you need. I'm so fast. That's why the ladies call me Mr. Speed. They call me Mr. Speed. Nice. David LaGraca, Bully Ray, Busted Open Podcast, Kiss Army, Loudcasters, Tom. Thank you. David and Bully and Busted Open Radio and Podcast, you guys are fucking amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, giving us your time, making this an awesome episode. Love you guys. Loudcasters, you guys are the best. Thank you. Zeus, as always, my friend. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. We are all patriots, and tonight the Patriots are world champions. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.